Podcast production company. Let's scream it from the rooftops, baby. Scream it from the rooftops. Sorry if we are using our inside voices here at the back pocket, but we do want to shout and scream that back pocket is a production company. We are a podcast production company, and we are happy to be of service to you and whoever is trying to produce a podcast. Um, we got to just start saying that at the beginning of every podcast. I think that's just the way we do it now, Andrew. Is that kind of what you're thinking? I think that's hands down the best rebranding we can possibly do. Uh, just keep continuously over talking about it and it will just Im- embed it in everybody's brains because everyone sees us right now as, you know, the back pocket podcast, also the straight cannon podcast, but they don't necessarily know what we're getting at, what our long-term vision is. So if we hammer it, hammer it, hammer it, we're a podcast production company. We'll keep flooding in. Hey, people are already flooding our DMs, which is pretty freaking sweet. Yeah, I, exactly. Within minutes of uh, posting a video on Instagram, we got like three or four DMs of people reaching out saying, hey, can you produce my podcast? And it's like, I love the, like the, again, we go back to this idea of just the opportunity. I love where, how far we've come and where we are now and that the, in the things that we are average at and the things we get to uh, attack every day all comes from a simple opportunity and this is the same as any other opportunity. It's an open door that we must take. And I'm just stoked for it, man. I'm excited for where we're going to go. I'm so excited. And we talked about this last episode and probably every single episode in the past, but we have a team now, which is the best part. We get these DMs or people reaching out saying, Hey, we're looking to start a podcast. Would you, are you interested in helping us type of thing? And our brains start rolling of like, all right, we have, uh, Lauren in this position and let's see if she can help here. We have Marcus in this position. We have Jeremy here. Um, it's just so cool that we're not in it just between you and I, like trying to grind it out. We have people surrounding us to help us. We've outsourced baby. Yeah. I, and there is no better cap on the year than me getting a FaceTime call from Andrew and he's at target with Lauren and the straight candid girls shopping for our best Christmas ever family uh, at Target. And Andrew's got the company card with, you know, bottomless amounts of dollars in the bank account. And he's got three young, sappy females berating Target, denting up the entire store, finding toys, filling. How many shopping carts did you fill? We had three full shopping carts. Unreal. Like, that's, that's called delegation. And uh, that is delegating and elevating at its finest. Delegate to elevate. I mean, I don't think you and I could have uh, figured out how to spend that money appropriately. Like we would have spent the money um, for this family. We, we, right now we have raised $8,600 for this local Minneapolis family, uh, family of four that is uh, in dire need of this um, life-changing donation for them. And uh, we went to Macy's and we went to Target. Those were our two stores that we wanted to do our in-person shopping. We also bought a, a bunch of things on Amazon and got some gift cards and, and so on and so forth. But you and I going into Macy's and you and I going into Target, like we would have, we would have definitely screwed it up in some way. Like we, when we were in Macy's, we were getting uh, pots and we were getting kitchen um, uh, appliances because we wanted to get them stuff that's going to last them a while. We didn't want to get them like the cheap stuff you get off the bottom rack. Um, so like the, the, this was perfect for uh, Sid, Soph and Lauren, because I am, you know, clueless when it comes to kitchen appliances. We have our good old friend, Maddie C. Well, I think we got to get these pots and pans. Uh, and like, he takes care of all that. Silverware. Yeah, we need this silverware. Uh, so like they were uh, crushing it with all like the, just random stuff that I was like, Oh, that makes a ton of sense. Like, yeah, let's definitely get the, the step up from this. Let's get the, Hey, maybe not go too much. Do, let's not go too expensive here. Let's spend more money here type of thing. Uh, it was just perfect. And exactly like delegate to elevate because you and I, we're not shoppers. We never have been. We're thrifters. Dude, I, I was thinking the same thing. 
so like for context, people listening, I purchased all the things that were like large uh, and online. And I purchased them last week just to make sure we'd had enough lead time for all the gifts to get there. Um, and, uh, you know, on, I was looking at the kitchen appliance thing, you know, I, I did just what everybody else would do. You know, I searched full kitchen appliance on Amazon and I was looking at all these different, uh, options and I was like, you know, I'm just not feeling it. You know, I think I'm going to make a wrong decision here. Like I didn't think $45 and Amazon's best choice, uh, for kitchen silverware was something that, uh, I thought the family that we're giving this to would want. Uh, to be quite frank, I know they may need it, but like, I don't think they need that set, you know? So I, I'm glad that I, I suppressed that, uh, add to cart, honestly, because it sounds like we got a sweet kitchen set coming their way. Incredible kitchen set. And, you know, sneaky, I didn't know this, but I think Macy's is going out of business, uh, because <laughs> every oh, breaking news on the back pocket, breaking news, Macy's may be going out of business or they're uh, a couple of years away from it because everything was on sale, like 50% off. Like it was, it was like taking candy from a baby out there. Like we were getting hella deals. Uh, and I, and I looked over, I think at Sid at one point, I was like, why is everything on sale? And I, I swear she goes, you know, Andrew, I think they're, uh, they're under, they're, uh, they're about to go under. And I'm like, Oh, hmm. <laughs> well, you never know because uh, you know, Macy's and all these other brick and mortars are always trying to throw deals at suburban moms. And if you know anything about suburban moms, you know that they pride themselves more on the money that they save with a deal than the money that they're actually using to buy whatever that sale is. Gotcha. I, I, I do think Something Amazon, about- so supposedly Amazon and Nordstrom's are running train through the Macy's and the JC Pennies and the, you know, the hate the Fugazi Fugazis of the world. Uh, you know, big old Amazon just taking over the world. So there's, yeah, there's something. Amazon's totally taking over the world. I mean, I, have you ever been into a Whole Foods recently? Right. Just operating very smoothly now. Yeah. Amazon owns uh, Whole Foods, which I totally forgot about, but they have that operation down at Whole Foods better than I've ever seen. It's quite fantastic. And uh, the other part of it too, like how many Uber, you probably haven't taken too many Ubers, have you, in the last like couple months? Uh, a handful, nothing crazy, probably handful. four, maybe four. One to the airport, how one many? going, four yeah. probably. Okay, thanks for your honesty. Um, four, is, four is a good amount, good handful. Uh, but do you ever like talk to the Uber drivers and like get a gauge on like what they do for a living? Not, not recently. No, with the masks and all, you know, kind of quiet in the back. Okay. Right. Uh, also side note on the mask thing. I, so you know how, like when you get in the Uber now, you're like basically you're in the passenger side, but in the back seat, like that's the only spot you can sit in Uber now. Right. Yep. Uh, like, every time I've gotten in, like I haven't had my mask on yet. And like nine times out of 10, the Uber driver will like realize that I don't have the mask on. And he goes, Oh, you don't do the mask thing. As I'm like getting ready to put my mask on. He's like, Oh, you don't do the mask thing. And I'm like, I mean, I don't have to, we're not, I'm not like dying to put my mask on right now. And we just have like this nice agreement. Like that's how we get the conversation started. Like, Oh, you don't want to want to wear a mask either. And you think that we're six feet apart. Like, What's your name? You know, it's, it's great. <laughs> I'm wearing a mask every single time in the Uber. Just out of courtesy. Look, I, I usually, I don't know. I just got all that stuff on my hands. Like I don't have it on right away cause I'm already outside, but I'm telling you, I, I've gotten not like with it just hanging off my ear, like getting ready to put it on. And then like most of the time they look back and they just, they like, honestly, it's the Uber driver that doesn't want to wear the mask. And he's like, Oh, let, let me see if, let me try this out. You know, I'm sure they try it out all the time. Not trying to put any of my Uber drivers under, uh, under fire here, but back to my Amazon thing, I have had three or four of my Uber drivers in the last like two or three months that, have, that work the same exact way. I mean, like they have the same work life. They work for Amazon either in a warehouse or 
uh, through shipments during the day. And then Amazon works four tens with all their employees. So they have three days off, they have three day weekends and they say on their week on their, their week, their three days off, they're usually driving Uber and Lyft and they make anywhere from 50 to 60 grand a year. And I was like, that's so crazy. Like that. And they, and they also like pride themselves. Like if they're a shipment driver and an Uber driver, like first off, that's a lot of driving. So I don't know if I would want to be behind that, but like they choose their own hours, they get paid a decent wage. And like a lot of them are like immigrant workers. So I'm just like looking at this like perspective and I'm like, wow, like <laughs> Amazon, Uber, Lyft, all these different like companies that are booming in the last five, 10 years and are crushing it this year. Like it's crazy to see how much they're crushing it. Right. And it's really cool that like they, they create their own hours. They don't really have to report to anyone. So they have a lot of like internal freedom where they, like they just enjoy their job probably way more than doing um, what, I don't know what the previous jobs are that they were probably hustling and trying to figure out their lifestyle around. But this one definitely offers them just more at ease. Like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go drive my Lyft for a little bit and make a couple bucks, maybe do uh, Uber Eats and then head on over to my Amazon warehouse job. Like, yeah, these big companies are taking jobs, but they're off. They're like, they're also offering a lot of like mental stability. Hopefully you, I'm like, this is just, my small brain thinking, I, I assume that they're offering a lot more just like, like entrepreneurial, like, like, uh, inspiration. At least I'd hoped they are. Yeah. I think for you to be able to sleep at night, I think you got to have the premise that Amazon's doing that for uh, people, for everyone around the world. Yeah. That, that's how I'm sleeping or else I'm, or else <laughs> I'm not going to get my eight hours. Um, right. Have, have you been getting your eight hours? Just curious. Uh, no, I'm probably sitting around six. Really? Yeah. I think that's about, that's about where I'm at too. I did, uh, I did sleep like 13 hours, uh, from Saturday to Sunday. That was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, basically I'm in the same range, like six hours yeah. tomorrow morning. Actually, I got to wake up at like three. That's Holy be a smokes. Fun one. Damn. Yeah. Freaking dumb. But, uh, actually I got a question for you. Um, yeah. what, what do you think like a one-year-old, like, like a one-year-old child right now, like what? Are, what? Are, what's their like day to day? Like, are they walking and talking? Are they, um, like what? What? What's? Where's a one year at? A one year old at in their de- de- development stage? Yeah, I think uh, I think a one year old in their development stage very similar to me. Like they're trying to find who, they're trying to get their their feet underneath their hips, you know, and they're just trying to like take take it one step at a time. I think they're no different than me or you and I, you know, they're just trying to figure it out. Okay. Do you, you think they're running the corners? Uh, one sec. Siri, what age do kids normally start walking at? Uh, when do babies start walking? Cause I know like I- parents always like, go ahead. I asked because our, one of our children for the best Christmas ever family is one years old, one year old. And, uh, I mean, we went to town on getting this little tyke, some toys. And then I kind of like, when we got back to the house, I was like, wait, is he going to be able to use these toys? Like I got him a cool little basketball hoop. I mean, maybe it said th- ages three and under, but I'm like, dude, this guy's got to be dunking. This guy's got to be getting his shots up. Dude, you're totally right. I remember I was when I was FaceTiming you and you're like, yeah, we got to get them like football and basketball. And you got them like the little types, like small one. I was like, why are you getting them that dude? Give them a full size NFL one. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, he'll grow into it. He's got to have the right quarterback size hands, you know? That's right. how it works. I mean, we got him a, a big old car. We got him a, a um, one of those electrical a trucks, a Jeep Wrangler truck. Like, I mean, he's got to be able to drive that in the next couple of months, right? Yeah, I mean, it's got to happen quick here. Like, we're kind of accelerating this guy's, this kid's life. Like, we got him the Jeep Wrangler, like the most tricked out electric car, uh, the drivable size ones for like the little kids. And uh, I got him an iPad too, you know, might as well get him started on that. I, I was also following around a family inside the Target 
and they had like a definitely like a two-year-old three-year-old uh, age like with them and I was seeing what that family was grabbing and uh, then I would walk up to them I would walk up to that same little area and I'd look at the box I was like oh yeah that's a pretty good gift and I put that in my in my uh, shopping cart <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like there was this uh like osmosis um iPad game it's like like built for learning and like it's like a tricked out learning game for iPads and uh osmosis jones something like yeah it's like the the, the movie osmosis jones um no i i don't know exactly what it was but i saw the family grab it and they looked at it for a little bit and they were like talking like the wife and mo- uh the mom and dad were talking like is she ready for this blah 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 and i was like listening in like looking at some random board game and uh and then they walked away. I turned around. I went straight up to him. I was like, all right, I'm getting this then. They got it. <laughs> Dude, that is so funny. Like, just like you said, like, there's no way you and I could walk into a Target and be like, that's what a one-year-old needs. Or that's what a, like, thir- three-year-old needs. Like, I, you and I, if, if we were to take a quiz on, like, what kids do from ages one to three, I'm, we're over 10 almost every single step of the way. Yeah, we, we flat out fail that bad boy. But uh, I'm just yeah, happy we raised. So we kids ra- start walking. Sorry, kids start walking nine nine months to fifteen months. So oh, perfect. This is this is good. This is they're really in, good. The they're in the, they're in prime time right now. He's peaking. Yes. Yep. They're peaking athletically. I think. Uh, you know, if we do anything, I think we give them a gift card to Yoakum Strength and let Yoakum start training these babies, getting their hips right. Uh, start doing all those weird baby moves that they do over at Yoakum Strength. I think that's like pretty much exactly what they should do. Honestly, I think you're spot on with that because Yoakum's always doing baby moves, rolling around on mats and like putting him, like tying himself up into a pretzel and like saying, this is what athletes do. And I'm like, dude, Yoakum, this can't be good for your body. <laughs> hey, hey, Yoakum, this isn't what athletes do. This is what babies do. <laughs> So guess what? We're going to give him a couple baby clients and see how he reacts. I think it'd be perfect for him. I think it'd be perfect. But uh, I'm just stoked how much money we raised over this, these last six, seven weeks. I mean, for, for context of like where this money is going. So yeah, we're talking about all these really cool gifts that we got them. And like, that's just a very, very, very small portion of what, of really where the money's heading. Um, we're able to make this life-changing donation um, and, and provide them, uh, we chose to provide them with paying rent. Um, so every dollar that we don't spend on these uh, gifts that are also going to help tremendously, like kitchen equipment and uh, winter clothes, et cetera, uh, gift cards for groceries, stuff like that. Uh, we also have money now left over that's going to go towards rent. And so if, if, if you're listening to this now, um, we still have a couple days left till we're going to see the family and the donations are actually going to, the donation page will be open through Christmas. Um, even after we, uh, hand over what we do have to this family, you can still donate, but, um, every dollar now that we receive is going to go towards paying their rent They're, They were already a little bit behind. So, um, we're trying to continuously raise, um, um, money to help provide for months uh, in the future for rent. I think their rent range is about a thousand dollars. So we're, we're aiming, we're at 800 or at 8,600. If we got to 10,000, I think we'd pay for nearly half a year in rent, which would be damn cool. Yes, totally. <clears throat> it's amazing. And uh, yeah, it's just like, I'm just, I keep saying this uh, all over our story and stuff, but like, I'm just like so shocked. I mean, this is our first time raising money for someone or a charity or a cause. Um, We really haven't done much of that uh, through back pocket and, you know, really scrapping this thing, this uh, best Christmas ever thing together really in the last month and having a goal of $5,000, I thought personally was daunting. Uh, because we've never even raised anything like that before and the fact that we're sitting here at 8600 uh and trying to get to 10,000 by the end of the week uh link in link in the show notes to donate if you're listening right now and feel urged to uh help us out but like it's just crazy like I'm just shocked by the generosity of others and how willing people are uh how willing people are to help others. And I think that is just like an awesome reminder to us that as long as as we live, no matter how 
shitty the world around us gets and how like evil things that we see in this world, there are still good hearts and there are still people that are willing to give. And that 1% or however much percent of the people that are willing to give and shine a light on others should, should overshadow and, and shine brighter than anything else. And it's just a really, really cool realization and a really, really cool, like I said at the very beginning, an opportunity uh, that we have here. Mm-hmm. One act of kindness leads to another act of kindness. And to be a part of that momentum is, is the most rewarding and gratifying thing that we have done this year, uh, hands down. Um, and all the different ways that we've challenged like back pocket to fundraise the money, whether it's, you know, reaching out to old podcast guests and, and trying to show them love and appreciation of what they're currently doing and thanking them again. And then they come in and, and, and supporting us like the, the Carly Zuckers, the, the, uh, the Phil Esteens and all the numerous people, the on and on list of those. Um, and then like me challenging myself to jump in the cold tub uh, for 31 minutes and trying to raise uh, initially my goal was to raise $1,000 for the 30 minutes that I was in that cold water. And I posted that to my story and immediately the, the co-founder of best Christmas ever and our good friend, Jason Coons DMS me right away and says, Andrew, you need to shoot for the stars and inspire the masses because they can, only, they're not going to see as much as you see. They'll see less. So you need to show them more. And he said, I recommend going for 5,000 in 30 minutes. And I said, challenge accepted let's inspire the masses and i reposted it with a scratch through the thousand and said let's do five thousand in 30 minutes because who gives a crap about raising that money in the 30 minutes really it's just showing the intention of what we're getting after and if you fall on your face so be it but what you're trying to do is so much bigger than just the um my thought of a reach goal of a thousand dollars even if I did hit a thousand, like, congratulations, that's not the intention. Um, so trying to raise $5,000 in 30 minutes, uh, getting in the cold water at Embrace North with Luis and uh, his co-founder now, Noah. And uh, that was something that I have never, never done. Um, I've done about 18, 20-ish minutes in the cold water in Cedar Lake in the dead of winter with Decky and a handful of other guys. Uh, that was the first time I ever did it, uh, getting in cold water, submerging that intense and doing it for that long. Uh, but I hadn't really gotten in cold water since the winter. Um, and I was, I was just like fired up. I was the whole day prior and the hours leading up to it. The only thoughts going through my head were like, I'm not kidding, were stay warm and just power through it you are not quitting. I like you are not quitting. And, uh, right before we got, right when I walked in the gym, like Luis was all fired up. He like, you got to go back and listen to their episode. Anyone who's listening, listen to Luis's episode on our show. Cause you need to get an idea of who Luis is. He is a, an animal and just the ultra positive guy. Yeah. I mean, Luis, I think he's like right around episode 250. He's right in that, he's right in the 250 range, but uh, we actually had him on right after we jumped in the lake with him uh, sometime in February. And yeah, the guy's a spark plug. I mean, when you, you said you were going to go 30 minutes in the cold tub, I knew every bit of me knew that Luis was going to make you go longer than 30 minutes and challenge you to go that extra minute when he didn't want to. Right. And so, and, and, and that he did, I was like, not shocked at all when he said, Andrew, one more minute, someone donate a hundred dollars for this one more minute. And I was like, damn it, Luis, I knew it. Uh, but like walking into that, that facility, I was, I was in the right place. I was, I, I couldn't have felt more just like in tuned into the moment. Luis's energy was so on point. Um, and this guy, Noah, who I met that day, um, shout out Noah. Uh, I think his, I think you pronounce his last name Hausman. Um, he just gave us a great donation. So I really do appreciate that, Noah, and appreciate you joining me in the cold water. But all three of us had never done anything more than 20 minutes. So this was challenging our, mod- our mind and body to the max. And for anyone who's not familiar with getting in the cold water, um, it never gets easier. You, you just kind of have an idea of like what to expect when you get in there. But it's like your body is not going to be just like already just be like, 
all right, it's just cold water. Like I've been here before. No, it's never the case. Like you, you literally have to get in there and retrain your brain right away to overcome all of this adversity. And, uh, what's funny is like, there was a lot happening up until getting in the cold water where like, I kind of lost track of time. And, uh, I jumped on Luis's live stream to explain what was happening. I jumped onto our live stream to, to explain what's happening. And then all of a sudden it was like 30 seconds. You're getting in the water. And then Noah walks over to the, we had a sauna, which was huge. Noah walks over to the sauna, like bangs on it. Luis comes out all sweaty. The sauna was like 200 degrees, way too hot. And I was like, Luis, you really want to change your body temperature from like all the way that intense to dropping off. And he's like, I think it's the way to do it. And Noah and I were like, okay, we're not doing that. <laughs> Um, kind of crazy, but, uh, just the initial sitting in there, like adrenaline's going, I told Lauren right away, um, f- since there was going to be 30 minutes on the live stream, I was like, Lauren, for the first two minutes, uh, I'm not going to say anything because I need to find my breath. I need to still myself. And I need to find where I'm at. So can you please go to the donation page and just like thank a bunch of people and kind of explain what's going on further for the late join, the people who are joining late to the live stream. And she absolutely crushed the live stream all day. Am I right, Deck? Like she was like perfect for that job. Correct. The chats were very hot. Uh, she was very upbeat, com- continuing to kind of describe the situation, always active in the comments when people were asking. Uh, we had around, I would say we had around 15 to 20 people checking in and leaving. Like we had a consistent, like 15, 20 at all times for the entire duration of it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's like a serious, like precaution that you took that I really glad I'm really glad you did, but I know what you're talking about when you have so many moving parts around something that you're doing, like you tend to like put your mind on those other things. like is Jordy filming? Is Marcus okay? Is Lauren ready for the live stream? Is Luis ready? Did I explain myself well enough? And then you have to like turn and look and you're like, shit, I, <laughs> this is, this is going to be tough. Like I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause that, that water is not forgiving anytime you get in it, which is why it's so awesome to do it because each time you have to tell yourself you can do it when your body is screaming, no it's mind over matter, right? Exactly that. You have to tell your body you're okay. You're okay. Breathe through this. You can, you can power through this cold water. Um, and I think like at the five minute mark, cause this water was freaking cold, man. I mean, uh, we had cracked open a little bit of like, uh, ice on like that. It was glossed over. It wasn't anything crazy, but there was ice that had glossed over the, the tub. And then we dumped in 40 pounds of ice two 20 pound bags. And, uh, Right. I mean, it was, it was damn near, if not colder than when we got in the, the lake at Cedar Lake over the winter. So this was no cakewalk. And, uh, um, five minutes in, I started shivering. And for some reason before the, like, before getting in the water, I was telling everyone, like, if I start shivering, it's like, that's not a good sign. Like it's like, it's, it's a, it's, it's like quote unquote game over wrongly. I thought that, I don't know why, but I said like, Luis, I'm shivering. Is this bad? And Luis goes, Andrew, no, this is your body warming itself up. If you're not shivering, that means your body is now too cold and it can't warm itself up. So shivers are good. Let the shivers happen. Uh, so then I like would, and I actually like changed everything. Cause then I literally like was able to relax my body. Cause I was trying to like tense up and avoid shaking and I relaxed my body and I found like a little bit more calmness in just like my positioning and I let my body shake and my body was like warm itself up for like 30 second period or like five 30 second periods. And then it like hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, Hey dude, you're in the cold water. This is cold as shit. But like I was able to like habitually find these pockets of like, Oh, I'm good. Oh, I'm good. And, uh, then I found, I tapped into my Mark Dowdle, um, how, how I helped him get through his racing of 160 miles. Um, and I say that because I would come to him and I tell him how we were doing with donations and who's posting, who's running the uh, Lori 5k, the love like Lori 5k. And, uh, 
So I was like, Lauren, feed me who's donating, feed me what's going on in the chats. So she was like distracting my attention from like the cold water and allowing me to like think of like the bigger picture of why I'm doing this. And that was a super exciting because like you mentioned, there was 15, 20 people habitually coming in and out and people donating and people in the comments. And uh, that was like awesome. And then I think at one point someone in the comments or maybe it was even Luis was like, so like, tell us about back pocket. And I was like, Oh, shooing. Like, I'll give you 10 minutes on just that alone. <laughs> Dude, you know, you're, you know, you're so dialed into back pocket when I think it was Noah asked it. So it's like, he was like, so what is this back pocket thing? And I was like, what a great, like, what a great way to, to suck up 10 minutes, like let to, to get to the end of this thing, you know? Yes. Uh, and it was so funny to like, hear you explain it. Uh, just, freezing your ass off. <laughs> I was like, kids crush, kids crushing it. This is his moment, you know, moment to shine. You never know when the opportunity is going to happen. There were so many moments when I was like trying to get to my point and I had to pause and like take a huge deep breath in to like still my quivering lip because I was shaking. Um, but you know, the best elevator pitch of all time, best elevator pitch of all time, the 30 minutes sneaky flew by <laughs> and uh, I'm not kidding. It did like it, the 30 minutes hit quick. Uh, I was shocked when we hit that. And then Luis said, let's go one more. So I did 31 minutes and uh, it was one of the coolest things. I think we raised $600 in that 30 minutes alone. And since that moment, I think we've raised about 2,500 bucks. Um, it's just incredible. Uh, like that small moment of challenging my mind and body, bringing our community together, using all of our, our resources that we have, whether it's a content team um, and, and like the downright human like just awesome people that we've surrounded ourselves with that have entered the chats and doing it like with someone like Luis. Um, just so cool that uh, we were able to accomplish something like that. Got out of that cold water and my legs were cooked. I, like feet were white. I was tingling. And uh, luckily there was that sauna that I mentioned that was there. So I jumped in the sauna uh, pretty quickly after getting out of the water. And that sauna was 250 degrees. And I was in there for 10, 15 minutes and all three of us were, and none of us broke a sweat. Our body was just so frozen over that this 250 degree sauna couldn't even tap into our, our, our sweat glands. <laughs> uh, that but, yeah. is incredible. That's crazy. So uh, just a side note is, uh, um, are the saunas like going to be a staple of Embrace North going forward? Like, is that something we can look forward to for the winter? Um, I'm not sure if they'll bring it to the lakes, but it, he, his new gym is no more than a half a mile away from Calhoun and probably a little bit farther away from Cedar Lake, just with like positioning. And um, yeah, they own the sauna. They have those, those cold tubs there. And what's really cool right now, like if, for those of you who are listening that are in the Twin Cities, you can look up Embrace North um, on Instagram and hit that link in bio and you can rent out the sauna um, for an hour period whenever you want and use it. Um, right now, because of COVID, I think they're limiting it to like families or households. Um, but you can rent out the sauna. Like if you're looking to, you know, get a, a date night or get the boys together and go hang out in a sauna and, and challenge yourself with maybe like a five minute cold tub, 10 minute sauna do some like uh interval training your body like go ahead and rent that thing out because that's part of their business plan i think that's really cool that he's invested into you know a lifelong type of uh uh um, embracing the north embracing the elements yeah no that is very savvy and i think uh you brought up a really good potential opportunity um for single dudes like myself i think uh, I think a first date or a blind date to the sauna and the cold tub is like a total no brainer. Um, that would be nuts. Just test them, test your date right away. Get them in the mental zone that, that they didn't think was even achievable. Yeah. Where's their mental fortitude at? Are, are you capable of withstanding the cold water? And then, do, you know, doing it together. You know, I think that, uh, that could creates a strong bind between uh, two individuals. I think uh, that's something worth looking into if you're a single guy out there or a girl, whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, another question I had, uh, you brought up the uh, kind of reach into your back pocket and grabbing your experience from Mark Dowdle in the 160-mile race. And it, I kind of was sensing a little bit of similarity um, into what you're actually – kind of 
reaching into your own brain and pulling out uh, when you're in these scenarios. So like, I'm assuming uh, for me, when I've done the cold tub, like the hardest part is when you get to like 13, 14 minutes, like after you've been numb and in the water for like a, like eight or nine minutes. And then like, you have like the second wave of cold. Um, what, what's kind of that thing that you rely on or look back to, or maybe dig into your brain or your back pocket and pull out? Like, what is that kind of mentality that you are alluding to? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Um, Cause you're absolutely right. There, I mean, that second, third wave, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like my body was stone cold shaking. Um, and I think really what I utilize most, like we, we, we probably overuse this little word, but positivity, like, like, like smiling through it. Like there were so many times that I just, I just smiled and I would laugh. And I was like, this is incredible. This is so cool. This is like, and I was thinking of not only like, I'm, this is so cool that I'm able to sit in the water and overcome however cold it is and feel sent, like feel capable and feel like this is not, this is not challenging me enough type of thing. Like, this is awesome to the point where also we have all these donations coming in and the, and the community is rallying around like that aspect. Like it was just so much positivity and love in the air and like everyone around us was just like cheering us on and there was really just it was just a cool energy i think um a lot of love and positivity as simple as it sounds um it went a long way like when the moments where you're in like the most adversity throwing on a smile and and laughing through it and you're like dude look at what you're doing right now it's it's one o'clock on a thursday and you're challenging yourself and people are, are helping you don't raise money for this local family in the Twin Cities. Like, what? How cool is this? Um, and like, right. I, I, I think we said right away, like, dude, if you were there, there would have been even more positive. Like, I probably would have not even had any type of fear. I would have been like, just like, holy shit, Decky over here is just geeking and laughing his ass off. Like, ah, Misty out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. It was funny. The uh, first, like, just to give a, the, the interns a little bit of a background here. Um, when Andrew and I were like coming up with ideas to like promote our best Christmas ever page and like drive donations, like this cold tub idea with embrace North and partnering with Louise, a good friend was like a no brainer idea that we had. And uh, I, I honestly felt like I had to do something too because you were doing it by yourself and I was like like shit what do I need to do or like what should I do and I was trying to come up with all these ideas but I think I was just like talking to you about it one I forget when uh but you're like dude you don't need to do anything like this is our like this is our thing that we're doing together like don't don't think that you're because you're not going through the pain that you're not a part of this and uh that gave me some ease and then later that day or whenever I talk to you I joined a zoom call that Lauren invited us to and it was a DSP uh which is the business frat at St. Thomas it was a happy hour zoom call with uh some brothers in the fraternity at St. Thomas and then like a bunch of alumni as well and uh so I just dropped in to say thank you because they did yoga that morning uh to raise money for us and they raised like I think almost a hundred bucks or something, but it I was, think it was like 150. Yeah. I think it was like 150, a bunch of college kids raised 150 bucks. Like that's something to be said, dude. Like I was very impressed. And so I hopped on this uh, call to say thank you. And, you know, it was really cool. They had a bunch of questions for me and stuff. And uh, one of the guys asked, he was like, so are you going to uh, jump in the cold water now too? And I was like, oh like do I do it like how's this gonna work uh I was like I could try uh so I the challenge has now been put on me I gotta figure it out I gotta jump in the cold water and I mean what better time to do it when I'm coming back to Minnesota here uh on the 16th so I gotta I gotta find a way to get wet dude yeah maybe we maybe we head over to Luis's place and then we jump in together or you jump in I don't know I don't know if I'm ready to get back in the cold water um no no I but I am. That's the yeah. thing. It's like I, I think about it out here when I'm running at night and I'm like feeling a little bit cold or in the morning when I have to go to work and the low's like 37 
and I'm like wearing a jacket. I'm like feeling like a little uncomfortable. I'm like, dude, I'm never, I'm never going to go this way. I'm never going the Arizona way when it comes to uh, getting cold. Like I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I like I wore uh, shorts when I hiked yesterday in 45 degree weather. I, I strictly don't wear a heavy jacket out here in Arizona because it's not worth it. You know, there's all these different things that I've been doing because I just keep telling myself, like, it's okay to be cold. And I just need to feel that experience. So I'm trying to do everything I can to not acclimate myself to warm Arizona weather so that when I come back, I can just jump in the water and, and, and feel like I, I haven't missed a step, you know? Mm-hmm. Hey, and to be honest, like, this may sound cheesy, but, dude, you were there. Like, I honestly, like, we've done the cold water stuff together. And you've always had kind of just, like, a little bit more knack for just, like, embracing how cold it was and and kind of carrying the energy of, like, just the little groups that we've been doing it. And, like, I channeled my inner decky a handful of times, whether it was, like, doing, like, the, the, the chants, uh, embrace the north mighty 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 no it's like that shit and then just like like i'm not not kidding like smiling and laughing through it i'm like what would decky be doing right now like how would he be handling this cold water because like when we first did the uh embrace north last february early late january i remember getting in that cold water and i think i put like just my my i think i was up to like just above my knees or whatever maybe even my waist i don't even know it was that deep and I was like, this sucks. I hate this. And you were just like, pl- you plunged right into it and you were rallying the boys and, and making sure everyone felt worthy. And uh, slowly but surely, like I got more and more comfortable. So like in that water, I was like, where, where would Decky's mind be at? How do you be handling this adversity? You were 100% like coming out of me. Uh, your energy was, was present. Good. I love to hear that. I love to hear that. It makes you feel like I was there. And, you know, tuning into the live stream, I was, like, around all, all these different people. I was like, look, dude, like, he's in the ice. Check it out. And they're like, <laughs> you guys are fucking crazy. <laughs> like, it's so funny. Like, uh, it, like that's, I, that's what I was thinking. Like, maybe I do just uh, find a tub and throw some ice in it and just, like, park myself at uh, somewhere highly populated in Arizona and just see people's reactions to me, like, sitting in a trash can full of ice. Like, I feel like that would give people heart attacks. Right. Put up a poster and say like, uh, raising money for best Christmas ever. Uh, five, like five, say like $5 for a greater cause, uh, and see like how many people would like be questioning. Like a, yeah. a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> uh, too funny. Uh, what's like oh, wow. also like you mentioned the DSP thing and let me know if I'm jumping ship too quick, but you mentioned the DSP no, thing. No. Um, and how like they did yoga for us. And they brought, they got together, did yoga and raised money for best Christmas ever. That happened again with Mark Dowdle. Um, like speaking of how cool our community is, Mark Dowdle organized a $5, 5k that he's been trying to generate, um, and momentum for, for a little bit now. Um, and, and his intention is to do it probably two or three times a month and do a $5, 5k on a Saturday uh, individually text um, about 10, 15 people that would feel like they would get connected um, and have intention for being together. Like he's going to directly text the right people to be there instead of putting on a story or sending on an email blast saying, Hey, I'm going to be here. Come if you want more so like intentionally uh, picking out a certain people that would feel like a right energy and uh, raise money for a certain charity, $5, 5k. It's kind of got a viral ring to it. And I think one of the one of the runs each month would go towards uh, the charity that he started with the Weber family, Love Like Lori, and then one charity would one run would go to a charity of the group's choice. And this one, the first one, ha- ended up being for Best Christmas Ever. And we had twelve people at nine in the morning, thirty degrees, not kidding, uh, running around Lake Calhoun on one of the windiest mornings I think it's ever been this year. Um, and we ran uh, a five k together in, in a, in a twelve person posse, and at nine in the morning. And I was like, this is awesome. Like I get to just, like see the community, another cool thing to kind of like challenge myself through cold weather and, uh, and just also chat with everyone and, and catch up with people. And I was like, $50 goes a long way. Every dollar matters. And then the group, uh, similar to DSP, a bunch of college students raising $140, a bunch of random people running a 5k, five, $5, 5k ended up raising $150. Just like so cool. 
um, like how different pockets of our community can rally and, and, and uh, support them and show their love towards this cause. Yeah, I, I, it's just, we'll keep going back to it, but it's just the, the generosity and like the cohesion. I think that's it, dude. Like, I'm just like shocked. Like we started something that like people rally around, like that just continues to blow my mind. And it always shows its, its colors in different ways. Like when at the end of last year, when we got to do a live show, uh, live podcast and you know, we're hustling tickets and stuff. And then we show up on that stage and we have like a hundred people in a room, like eyes and ears, <laughs> like ready for us to talk. Like that was shocking. And then, I mean, we talked about embrace North earlier and like, even that was nuts. Like going from just me and you, uh, meeting Luis for the first time, I think the first week of February. And then by the end of March, we had well over 50 people jumping in the water with us. Most, a lot of them uh, coming from the back pocket or having heard of it from the back pocket. And then now to cap off this year with best Christmas ever, like how many people who have just rallied around it, whether it's the 5k or the yoga event or the embrace North ice plunge. Like I sent an email out to my PCL construction group of people. And now like four or five of them, four or five of them donated, which was amazing. And then now they're like hooked. Like they're like, dude, I didn't know you ran a podcast. Like it's, this is awesome. Like I love what you're doing type stuff. So now we're just getting people hooked from all over the place. And I think it's just cool to like have some validation every once in a while that like, you know, the thing that you seed every day, the passion that you're trying to feed the, this, this thing that's always on your mind, you tend to question it a lot. You tend to like not know whether it's the right direction or even like, or you just ask the question, like, what, what is this? What is this going to be? What is it now? What has it been? You know, yeah, we'll ask all these questions and instead of you having an answer, the truly satisfying thing that has been for me is when the people give back and the people show us what this community, like what we've created. I get it's shown to us rather than me saying what it is. And I think that just goes so far. Agreed. 100%. Like that, that, that simple validation in cohesion, like it's across the board. It's, it's every single uh, stakeholder that's involved. Um, They all want to show the love and support. Uh, And, and I got to bring this up because I think it's hilarious. Like we were the ice guys in in the uh in the beginning of the year and then we had a kind of a lull because you know people were trying to figure out things we were the guys kind of you know poking fun at covid probably not taking it too serious but should have been taking it more serious and then we were kind of like the golf frat bros for a while then we became the golf frat bros all we did was play golf and talk about golf and then we turned into the bocella guys because we still had to throw a bocella um and we we rallied in still party guys we became the party guys and uh we definitely had a lot of eye rolls and shaking their heads and like what the hell are these guys doing but we take all of that shocking brand awareness and we we package it up and we put it in a box and we put a little bow on it and say hey i know we're a bunch of knuckleheads and we're probably not doing everything by the books but we really want to show what we are capable of and give back to our community and uh, this little little package uh, is shining bright because it got it keeps getting bigger and bigger. And people, uh, we take we took that brand awareness from being a knuckleheads and put it into something special. And and that co and like you mentioned, that cohesion right there, uh, that's what's re- what's really fulfilling. Um, I'm uh, and we haven't even we haven't even done it yet. Like we haven't even gone to the family and and seen their faces. Like that's going to be a whole nother feeling. Uh, I'm so excited. This is the, uh, the, the best Christmas ever prequel. This is the, this is the three episodes before, really uh, before we, we launch the, uh, the, a new hope with, with Luke Skywalker coming up. <laughs> we're, we're in our hero's journey right now. It feels kind of like we're in Dagobah, you know, prepping the gifts, studying under the Jedi master, studying with Yoda, getting to know the ins and outs. 
And then, you know, eventually we're going to head to Cloud City. And then ultimately we're going to fight the Sith Lord. And we don't think we're ready for it. We're kind of nervous. We're feeling like we might be put in an uncomfortable situation. But we know we got a team. And we know we're ready to rumble. It's not just going to be us uh, individually. It's going to be us combined with the forces one. And I don't think there's any other better way to describe it other than that. Simply put. Simply put. I mean, that's, I mean, every analogy ends up leading to Star Wars, whatever we do. It's the mirror mentality. Exactly. I think you're, it's spot on. The, the other thing I'd like to add to that, um, which was, uh, oh, son of a bitch. Uh, oh, so like our progression of 2020 for us, where we, like you said, we were kind of like the golf rat bros for a while and like getting a lot of hate. Uh, for Bocella and stuff, you know, we, we stoke that. But I think regardless of, like, what we do, like, no one can plot our next move. And half of that is because we don't even know what our next move is. But the other half is, like, again, like, we are in such a fun position where nothing that we do is, like, it's not, it's not ever prioritized over, like, making money. It's just prioritized over, like, how we can achieve like a greater sense of happiness or uh, just like motivation, like something that's going to continuously keep me excited and confident, happy. And I don't know, all these different emotions that kind of tie to whatever decision we make. And I think that's the coolest part. It's like, I'm ne- we're never going to really know where, like what our destination is going to be. Like, yeah, we set goals and, and we aim to hit them intermittently but i i think i think it's just going to be cool to look back and just be like wow these guys really these guys really just did what they wanted to do at every turn and they never stopped and like i think when we're done at the end of the day and we're both dead at the bottom of the ground like it's going to be sick to like have this the this the full the full trilogy of star wars the full trilogy of back pocket and uh, it's, it's just, it's going to be cool to look back and see how it manifested itself and how it, how it was able to, uh, you know, put money in our pockets to like have full-time jobs and how it like manifested when we become dads and like all this other shit. Like there's so many things that it will manifest into that we have no idea. And it's just fun to think about, it's just fun to like ponder that. But the best thing that I love about it is that the, that like it's all manifested off of just our next random move that shocks the world? It's just, yeah, it, it, it's the uh, what Brogan said. Every every moment we reach, we it's kind of like, oh, I'm excited what happens next. Like, how are they going to bring this one yeah. together? Where are they going with this one? Where's the cohesion on this one? Oh man, it's so exciting because it's, you're exactly right. Like, we're we're trying to do good for uh, for others. But ultimately, like we're we're trying to fulfill ourselves, and uh, that that is where like the do like, being able to help others really comes from, is because we are ultimately f- like pushing ourselves to be like happy, fulfilled, loved, uh, supported, um, and and I have no idea like what what we're supposed to be doing. We're like everyone has comp like people are good friends um, at our age have companies that that are running and, and like supporting full-time jobs for other people and like the, and yeah, you know what they're doing like you can see it and it's like okay they're doing that but at, like those same friends are looking back at us and they're like they're always smiling and they're always laughing like you guys are crazy i love what you guys are doing and i'm like yeah i love what i'm doing and i don't know how to explain it to anyone but we're going to continue to record podcasts and document what we're doing so people kind of got a general idea of what we're trying to accomplish (laughs) look heads are raised we have no idea what the fuck we're doing but like i always say we're the only ones doing it and that's the that's what we always go back to and that's why we'll always you know tell each other is like no matter what situation we're in it always feel and i know there's millions of other podcasts out there and there's a million other podcast production companies tons of people doing what we're doing right now having a zoom call and recording and putting it out to the universe but it still feels like every move that we make everything that we've done the last four years no one else is doing it and that's just the coolest feeling in the world it's the coolest feeling in the world 
Coolest feeling in the world. I'm going to continue to say it. I feel like we're no one else is doing it. I feel unique. I also feel wildly average because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And, uh, and that's what makes it the best because we're doing it together and we're both going at it. We're just banging our heads. Hey, dude, let's do this. <laughs> oh, man. 100%, dude. Well, that's the best part is like, you know, it, whatever next move we make and whatever next move happens to us, I think that's another part of it too is, you know, we're obviously not in control of everything. So the second we got to get a call and it says, hey, Declan, you got to go to Tucson or, hey, Declan, you got to move to Arizona, it's like, not the end of back pocket. It's not, it's not over. We just got to change and adjust, figure out, adjust and go and see what happens next. It's like, you could be leaving in Minnesota at some point, get taken to Mars or something. It's like, you call me one day. It's like, Hey dude, I'm on that first flight. I'm like, where to Hawaii? And you're like, no, to Mars. It's like, Oh, damn. Well, you, okay. You, now what? You manifested that. You really manifested that one. <laughs> yeah. You really, really spoke that one into existence. Care to write a memoir? <laughs> can to tell us more um but yeah man i think that's it like i think we put a bow on it like that's i feel like these last what how many podcasts we put on now where it's just us like three or four yeah this might be the fourth one three or four i always come into these and i'm like i have no idea what we're going to talk about and i never know like we have loose ideas. Cause, hey, about- let's like, hey, hold on. Let's just, I want to close. I want to cut you off there. Last, uh, last one we had, we had a game plan because remember we, um, we did not have anything. We didn't have anything planned two podcasts ago and we didn't release that one cause it sucked so bad. So we've changed our ways and we've given ourselves, you know, three bullet points. Come on. We have at mm-hmm. least an outline of saying, Hey, let's hit these points. So we know where we're going. We don't have a total plan. And we don't really know what we're going to say, but we have a general idea. So well, that needs to be said. My battery's so, going to end. Should, I, should we finish the podcast or should I put a new battery in? No, no, no. I'll, I'll wrap it up here. It'll be real simple. We always come back to like the, always the centralist idea around back pocket. And I feel like these last three episodes have been very therapeutic in that way. I don't know if it's been entertaining i don't know what it's been for other people so like if you've gotten this far in this podcast and maybe have listened to the last couple give us some feedback let us know what you'd like to hear what you like listening to what things the banter that you maybe didn't like like andrew and i are looking for feedback because this is probably going to be something that we're going to continue to go back to and get creative with so if you don't want us to keep talking about star wars and our hero's journey raise your hand if you want to continue to hear about that stuff and hear us how we're documenting this journey of this crazy shocking life uh, of back pocket, then say so. But regardless, like I, like we said already, we're the only ones doing it, Andrew. We're the only ones doing it. And I couldn't be more happy that we're the only ones doing it. Plain and simple. Amen to that, Decky. Hey, man, I love you. Love you too, man. And I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for getting this far. Love you guys. Take care. Take care. Seeing double. Tell the whole squad out the back door, man. I think it's time to huddle. Yeah. We're in trouble. Wrote a pop song, tried to pop off, but I think we popped the bubble. And we run around, but now I know we're tired of the nonsense. All the things we can't control. Really, really messes with a healthy mindset. Had it mapped out, but you spaced out, man, you didn't see it coming Hold my luggage About to fly up, holding my cup, looking down and seeing nothing And we run around, but now I know it's tired Of the nonsense, all the things we can't control Really, really messes with a healthy mindset Are we there yet, or is this just Said you never, never will change
show you wanna play the party.